Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Megan Hussey, the feminist sexpert. ASB Cash, the affiliate program for Adult Site Broker, would like to announce we've doubled our affiliate payouts. That's right. Now when you refer sellers or buyers to us at Adult Site Broker, you'll receive 10% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer a hentai and game site network. The company has an Italian hentai pay site and the most popular Italian hentai free site plus a popular game pay site. The free site has Italian hentai comics and videos and 52,000 daily views. The adult Italian game site makes over 40,000 euros a month. The hentai comics and video site makes over 11,000 euros monthly. There are also telegram channels for the sites that are included, as well as a Patreon page. All of the sites have a ton of content, and the traffic is mostly organic. No advertising has been purchased. This is an amazing opportunity for anyone with hentai or game traffic. There is also all the necessary material to learn and manage the business included in the sale. Only 1.5 million euros. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Megan Hussey, the feminist sexpert at sexpert.com. Megan, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Oh, thank you, Bruce. I'm very happy to be here. It's a pleasure. Now, Megan, as I said, is the feminist sexpert at sexpert.com. She's a USA Today bestselling erotic author and feminist activist who has written for publications that include Playgirl, Good Vibrations, and Scandalous Women, and sites that include shush.com and Blush Erotica. She's the winner of six Romance Industry Awards and a femme porn influencer who reviews and recommends good porn and erotica for women. She lives in Florida. So, uh, and one thing I, I didn't add there, which you've kind of added recently, you're, uh, you're writing some movie scenes, I guess, huh? Yes, yes. I actually just debuted um, on uh, Blush Erotica as my good friend Lily Craven. And uh, the scene is called Mommy's Favorite Son-in-Law uh, with a beautiful oh young man, a newcomer named Milan. And like I was telling you earlier, mm. probably with Lily and Milan on this own screen, um, I'm not sure if anybody yeah. will actually be listening to the dialogue. Yeah, but <laughs> they should. Nah, we were just we were just be we were just BSing before that. So, <laughs> so um, tell us more about your work as the feminist sexpert for sexpert.com and a correspondent for Scandalous Women. Yes, yes. Well, basically, um, you know, as an adult uh, journalist, um, I always wanted to present uh, the women's point of view and uh, the feminist uh, mm -hmm. point of view. I feel that it's sure. still underrepresented. 
And um, Agreed. so uh, with, uh, in both cases, um, with through my interviews, I have an interview series at each site. And then um, I also have some opinions and commentaries um, at Sexpert and mm. also even like reviews and historical pieces. And really mm -hmm. my aim is to educate women um, you know, about what's available to them um, in terms of sure, erotic sure. entertainment, uh, movies that yeah. are good for them, you know, stars that they should watch out for, um, and maybe even some mm -hmm. things to avoid, you know. And uh, so <laughs> that's really the aim, uh, you know, of each, uh, each column. Yeah, you know, I mean, really before sites like, uh, like, uh, uh, Angie Roundtree did with the shish.com. There really yes. wasn't a lot of porn for women, was there? No, no. And I am so thrilled to work with Angie. Um, I write erotica stories uh, for her site and also have done some audio scripts. And she's a revolutionary. It's an honor to work with her. And uh, yes, you know, I mean, there was her and uh, Candida Royale and, you know, just a handful of other directors that mm -hmm. really got the ball rolling. And there are other creators out there today, you know, that I'm thrilled to see more of. Definitely. Absolutely. Do you, do you see more of this happening as there are more uh, women um, women in porn? Yes, definitely. You know, I think that the more women that we have in terms of directing and writing, yep. um, I know mm -hmm. that uh, with uh, Feminist Sexpert, uh, sex um, I've interviewed mm -hmm. Angie. Um, you know, I've interviewed Jennifer Lyon Bell, Ms. Naughty, um, Erica Lust. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. I'm about to write interview uh, Inca Winters um, and also Stacy Lyle, uh, who is an executive mm -hmm. with Blush. And yes, there are more women on the creative side, uh, both women who got in directly as directors and writers. Mm -hmm. But then we also see a lot of stars, um, you know, who are really coming yeah. forward and saying, I'm going to make my own content. You know, I want to write yeah. something, direct something yeah. that I want to see. So I love that too. Absolutely. Yeah, I forgot to mention Erica. She's, uh, she's been another, what I would call revolutionary. Yes, yes. So, so you're both an erotic novelist and an erotic writer for shush.com. How did you become an erotic writer? Well, you know, Bruce, uh, it was funny uh, because I never thought that anyone would ever read my erotic stories and that I would not allow, <laughs> I would not allow it <laughs> because basically I grew up in Muncie, Indiana. I was a farmer's daughter <laughs> and, Boy. Uh, you know, it's a very uh, conservative, I'm not politically conservative, but morally conservative to the extreme. Yes, of course, of course. And, uh, you know, so I, um, we never talked about sex really. And, uh, but <laughs> I just was just always a very romantic person, um, you know, and starting mm -hmm. my teens, very, you know, just sensual, curious about things. And so I basically started writing erotica just as a way to deal with my feelings, you know, and uh, it's a good thing too, because I'm, I'm notorious for having very poor penmanship. Uh, so luckily the times that people did come <laughs> up on my writing, they couldn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I just started.
started, uh, I just started writing erotica, you know, uh, just to deal with my own feelings. But then when I started <laughs> reading it to friends of mine, they were just like, oh, wow. You know, like, especially back in college was when I really started sharing mm -hmm. it. And I get these phone calls. Sure. Have you written any more of that story? Uh, could, could I hear just a little more mm -hmm. of that story? And I'm like, well, is it an emergency? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so I'd read a little bit of the story. And, uh, you know, then I actually started uh, printing up uh, some stories that I did and selling them to girls on campus, uh, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they became that popular. And so then I just went on... Um, I uh, had my first publication in uh, the mid-2000s, and uh, I started, mm -hmm. uh, I am now currently primarily with Satin Romance, which is a division of uh, Melange, and yeah, so I, I just kind of laid the groundwork, and uh, again, you know, I wanted to present a more feminist viewpoint, um, and I wanted to show that you could have, like, a consensual relationship, you know, and very respectful, but it could still be hot, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to show women in more positions of power. You know, and uh, so exactly, it's an actual, and actually, my uh, novel, uh, Leading Lady, should be coming out in a few months. So fabulous, yes. that's great. So, now, how did you first get into the adult industry through your work uh, with uh, Playgirl? Yes, well, I tell you, it's interesting because I was a Playgirl reader, um, since college. And that's all I was, was a fan. You know, I had hmm. no, you know, I had no connections in the adult industry at all. But I happened to be on a message board and uh, somebody said something about Playgirl TV, you know, and this was back in the mid, mid 2000s, you know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. finally, it's about time, <laughs> you know, I mean, how long have they had Playboy TV, you know, and so sure. then I Googled Playgirl TV, and I saw that it was going to be like a cable channel viewer, you know, view on demand. And so I wrote in all I wanted to do, I thought I'd never hear back, you know, I thought they're probably getting so many notes, I probably won't even register. But, you know, <laughs> I sent in an email. And I said, I just want to say I support this 100%. I'd like more information if possible. And so there's a wonderful lady named Hedda Eisenberg who was with Playgirl Marketing. And she said, mm -hmm. you know, um, this website is really only for marketing people. And my first thought was, uh-oh, <laughs> did, <you know, laughs> did I do something wrong? You know? But then she said, it's amazing. You're really interested in this, aren't you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, kind of. And so we started talking. And almost every day we were talking back and forth. She was asking me for ideas. And pretty soon, Bruce, I went from being a Playgirl reader to being the national leader of the Playgirl fan club, the Playgirl Posse. Wow. I had a column in Playgirl magazine. Um, I was writing back cover copy uh, for Playgirl DVDs. And uh, I just totally, I mean... It was amazing to me that I would be given such a national platform, you know, and uh, and through that, um, I met so many other interesting women, you know, and uh, I really began to meet other women that were like me, and I was also able to represent the female point of view, 
you know, like when there were people who would just insist that women didn't read Playgirl, you know, that, and Hmm. I'd be like, hmm, last time I checked, I am indeed a woman. (laughs) And and I'm the head of the Playgirl fan club, so there you go. (laughs) Sure, sure. And that's, that's originally what Playgirl was for. Uh, was, uh, yes. you know, obviously for women. Um, what are some yeah. of the challenges? Yeah. You know, what, what are some of the challenges of being a sex positive feminist? Um, I think that probably, um, the number one challenge is what took me out of the business, uh, for several years is <laughs> that there was a time, um, uh, after, uh, Playgirl pretty much shut down. Um, you know, I, I did do some writing with Good Vibrations, which is another wonderful company and started writing for mm-hmm. Scandalous Women. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but other than that, um, you know, I just didn't see a lot, uh, you know, that was, uh, remaining, um, for women. And honestly, um, what I was seeing, uh, started to disturb me. Um, I started to see a lot more roughness, uh, even in mainstream, you know, titles. Yep. Uh, just mm-hmm. more roughness, violence, um, objectification. Yep. And, you know, I just really, I think I got to a point, I never for one second was an anti-porn feminist because I believe so strongly in freedom of speech. You know, mm-hmm. but I also got to the point where I was like, I, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't watch this. I can't represent it. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't. Sure. And so that really took me out of it. And I tried to concentrate more on uh, just my writing. Um, I got into uh, kind of like audio erotica, like ASMR and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, but then uh, when I started to watch uh, more of Angie's work at Shook, you know, and uh, also, you know, Miss Naughty was still going strong, Jennifer Lyon Bell. Mm-hmm. And I also began to see new and emerging names, you know, coming in and taking over. And I started to see more of what I liked again. And also it occurred mm-hmm. to me, I thought, you know, you can't change and improve an industry by leaving it. You know, That's I wanted true. to be there to be a voice for women. I wanted to make a difference. And I wanted to be there, of course, in case any woman needed help. Um, I believe very mm-hmm. much in performer advocacy and total consent yes. in all situations. And so that's why I came back, you know. That's awesome. Um, and the whole idea of the the roughness and the rough sex and uh, in porn, that's obviously, uh, there's a lot of controversy around that right now. What's your, what's your feeling about that? Well, I think that first of all, personally, I don't like it. I'm not into it at yeah. all. I am not into roughness at all. Um, now, uh, you know, I do believe that there are certain people of both genders who have, of course, certain fetishes and fantasies. And if the content, um, I know another great uh, site out there is Afterglow. And I know that uh, Lily Mm -hmm. Sparks, the fantastic head of Afterglow, she reminds me, don't yuck somebody else's yum. You know, and so I I love that. 
<laughs> yes. And uh, so, you know, I realize that's another part of being a feminist is giving women agency sure. if they do choose to act out these fantasies in a safe, consensual forum. Uh, you know, for me, hmm. it's always uh, safety first, consent first. Um you know, but to me, though, yes. I would also like to play a hand in having content that is totally nonviolent. Um, you know, it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a Harlequin romance every time. You know, I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying that sure. I'd like to see more respect. I'd like to see more empowered women. And, uh, you know, when you think about what Candida Royale, you know, was uh, producing, um, you know, the, of course, she's no longer with us. But, you know, they're just yeah. more like that, more of an option. Because I honestly know of women who will just not watch porn uh, because of that perception that, that they're going to see something just awful, you know? Yep. And uh, so yep. I, I want to provide more options, definitely. Who are some of the interesting people you've interviewed? Um, yes, interesting people that I've interviewed. Um, well, uh, also like um, uh, for Sexpert, I, well, let's see, I'll start with Scandalous Women, because I was there first. Um, as I said, uh, everyone... Why don't I, why don't from, I ask the, uh, why don't I ask you know, the question Eric again? Megan, why don't I ask the question again? Uh -huh. It'll flow a little better, okay? Okay. Um, so okay. who are some of the interesting people you... Okay, let's try this again. Who are some of the interesting people you've interviewed? Oh, okay. Um, yes. Well, um, now for my feminist expert um, interview series, um, I have uh, two categories, basically. I interview women um, who are content creators. Now, these could either be directors, um, like I've interviewed Angie mm -hmm. Roundtree, um, Lily Sparks, mm -hmm. and uh, Inca Winters, Jennifer Lyon Bell, mm -hmm. um, you know, just Ms. Naughty, um, just really fantastic directors. And then I have also interviewed actresses who are who create their own content very empowered mm -hmm. you want to talk about empowered i've interviewed goddess lilith huh. <laughs> yes oh, well. talk about yeah. a very powerful woman and uh, penny barber yes. you know and yes. uh, um you know and avery jane and uh, Rebecca mm. Vanguard. And mm -hmm. these are women of all different ages and backgrounds. But the common denominator is that they take a great deal of pride in what they do. They are very proud feminists. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they really take a proactive, you know, very uh, view and a very responsible view of what they do. Um, and mm -hmm. then, um, as far as the men that I interview, um, I also, now I do take my interviews with the male talent seriously and respectfully because mm -hmm. I feel that they usually don't get a lot of a platform. Um, you know, they usually don't, uh, a lot of people don't recognize their names beyond the Manuel Ferreira or, you know, it's like, there are just a couple that everybody recognizes and then the other guys are just, you know, you don't hear a lot about them. And so I've gone out True. of my way, uh, to really spotlight male talent 
And the two requirements generally, uh, first of all, they have to be respectful um, of women, you know, in their, mm-hmm. who they work for and their performances. And uh, second mm-hmm. of all, well, it kind of helps if they're hot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the, reason, <laughs> the reason being is that my readers are women. And uh, they're yes. looking for, you know, who, do, you know, who, whose name do I look for when I'm buying a video? Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, yep. what do I, when I look for that download, what guy do I want to see? And, uh, you yeah. know, so, yes, you know, it's like I've interviewed uh, Joshua Lewis, who's one of the younger performers. I've interviewed Dante Cole, who's just skyrocketing mm-hmm. uh, with his career. Uh, I've interviewed sure. Nathan Bronson. Uh, um, you know, I've interviewed um, Brick Cummings, who is an up-and-coming, mm, up-and-coming mm-hmm. <laughs> African-American uh, gentleman. And uh, no my next intended, one yes. is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yes, yes. And uh, uh, my next one is uh, Daryl Jones, uh, who is actually Hmm. um, very interesting. He's an Instagram model and a fitness star who has just started an OnlyFans, and he's also going into hardcore you know, with his movies. <laughs> and so, mm. yeah, as far, it's a little different with the men because I like to provide the ladies uh, with a little fantasy. Uh, you know, um, I uh, sure. like to, you know, I always like to run very, a lot, you know, maybe more pictures of the men and maybe a little a bit more re- tastefully revealing, you know. And because there's just, uh, I know uh, Domina, who, with the sex for a fantastic lady, and mm. And uh, Dr. Ava Cadell is the head, and I just interviewed her today. She's fantastic. You know, Domina, she was telling Mm -hmm. me, she said, you know, I don't think anybody else is doing what you do, you know. And I got to thinking, and I thought, you know, maybe she's right. Uh, Because there are very few women who go out of their way to interview the male talent from a woman's perspective. Uh, You know, they might interview the male talent. But there, but it's usually a lot of guys saying, "So, dude, <laughs> you know, what's it like to, to you know work with so and so, or what's it get to get to bed yeah. with all these beautiful ladies, man, high fives, you know." Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and yep. with me, yep. you I know. know, with me, what I want to know is. Yeah, yeah. And with me, mm-hmm. what I want to know is, you know, how do you treat women on set? Do you like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. how do you please your female talent? Um, you know, what female directors do you like to work with? And, you know, mm-hmm. what would you like to say to your audience? Uh, you know, and how, right. how do you want to lure the ladies in, you know? And so, sure. uh, yeah, you know, that was something very different. And, and those scandalous women, uh, yes, I've interviewed everybody from erotica authors um like laurel k hamilton um you know to uh, film directors like erica lust i recently interviewed the legendary hyapatia lee uh who's a good friend of Mm. mine and a lot of people were wondering what happened to her and she's actually a very she's no longer an adult but she has a native strength Mm -hmm. um kind of like a self-motivation program and uh, you know she's really into wellness and healing, and she looks exactly nice. like she did when she makes movie when she made her movies. Not changed a bit. Wow! And uh, and I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Ava Cadell, and uh, hmm. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. Did you ever, uh, you were speaking of male talent, did you uh, ever interview Porno Dan? Uh, No, I haven't. Oh, he's awesome. He's been on, he's been on my podcast and uh, he's fantastic. And I believe very respectful to women. Oh. So, um, yes, yes, that's my, my uh, perception. Not that I've watched much of his content, but uh, knowing the guy. Um, yeah, I know he's a, he's, he's a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. So how do you hope to bridge the well, gap between porn and erotica? Well, you know, I would like to see more, uh, filmed adaptions, um, of erotic stories, um, and novels. And I have seen a little bit of that mm-hmm. in the work of, uh, like for Adam and Eve, you know, like with, uh, Kay Branch, mm-hmm. um, you know, and yep. Selena Kitt. Interestingly enough, Selena Kitt was a Playgirl Posse girl. <laughs> she was a member well, of the Playgirl fan club back in the day. Interesting. And, wow. uh, you know, yes, yes. And I know that at, at Shook, you know, we have some wonderful erotica authors. And, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, what I would like, I would like to see more filmed adaptions um, of erotica. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, also, um, I would just like to see, um, a, you know, more of like a literary bent um, in some of the films, mm-hmm. um, you know, the yeah. more of a story and more unique and diverse and <laughs> woman friendly stories. Like, you know, I would love to see, I mean, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, there was this production by Vivid, like uh, way back in the 90s called Immortal Desire. Um, I believe it was Philip Christian. Um, it was starring mm-hmm. Jerry Pike and Sarah Jane Hamilton. And it was mm-hmm. like, it was a time travel historical romance. It was beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. love stories I've ever seen on film. And it was a vivid production. You know, it was a vivid visuals production. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm thinking, you know, why don't we see more of that today? You know, it's like, I would love to go There's back. There's a few, I, you like, know, I think. Yeah, I think there's a few there's a few independent producers who do that type of thing. Junk Productions is, yes. is one, uh, and uh, uh-huh. I, I think that you're starting to see more of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yes, yes, I so, would. Uh, um, I yes, and another thing I would like to see is uh, in terms of. Um, uh, you know, some of the male, I like going back to that, the male talent to be more showcased uh, for the female view, um, you know, because mm. uh, I know that we did that with Playgirl, uh, where they would right. have the men's right. names first and that they would have the, the focus on the men. And there, and also with yes. uh, Impulse, which uh, Lily at Afterglow is actually bringing back some of the Impulse titles that I'm very excited about. But yeah, I mean, that today, that's something we really need more of i believe and so i can watch <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah exactly for the the ladies out there just more showcase titles uh, with the men more focus on the men absolutely so now you said you're particularly interested in giving women more of a voice in the industry in what way is that 
Yes, well, I really want uh, to hear uh, more of what women want. Um, I want to hear more um, from female audience members as to what they like in particular. I would love to see more writers and critics um, and, of course, more mm -hmm. directors and producers. And I yep. also would like to hear more of a voice in terms of obviously safety and consent on set, you know, because yes. when yes. we consider the fact that, you know, it seems like there are certain people that are discussed that will say, well, you know, he doesn't treat the women well, or he did that, but then mm. the guy just keeps working in the industry year after year after year, exactly. you know, and, exactly. you know, it seems like exactly. that with the Me Too movement, it has infiltrated the industry a little bit, but not that mm -hmm. much. It seems like, you know, with no, the not industry, enough. no. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. Because, you know, we'll hear accusations, we'll hear detailed stories, similar stories from a lot of women that if it was any other industry, he'd be turned out on his ear, you know, by now, you know, but it seems like an adult. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And, you know, it just, it's just barely grazing the surface. And I just want to get to a point where um, every woman can feel comfortable um, and safe on set and that there's more yep. advocacy. And then if something goes wrong, that they have somebody to turn to and that they feel like they yes. have agency. Uh, they don't just feel like, well, gosh, I, I'm not going to get my rent paid if I don't go along with this. So I'll just say I had a good experience. That's got to stop. Uh, you know, yes, and so ultimately, the most important voice to me is to ensure safety and consent. So, Megan, what's your idea of the perfect women's porn? Um, I believe that it is a production um, in which the woman's pleasure and comfort um, are emphasized. Um, I believe that it is something in which uh, the, the attractiveness of the male stars um, is emphasized and that you actually see mm -hmm. them. Um, I know mm -hmm. that uh, Coral and Jewel, you know, she had a brilliant quote. She was like, well, sometimes we're up there. You can't tell what we're effing. <laughs> you know, we can't tell what we're, <laughs> you know, you can't even see the men or, you know. And uh, so yeah. to me, it would be something that has a, a good story, uh, that has some romance, yeah. empowered women, mm -hmm. beautiful men. And uh, something that a woman, you know, will want to return, just like she might pick up her favorite romance novel again and again. This is a movie that she will want to watch again and again, and that she can think about and smile, you know, after she's seen it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Makes sense. So what concerns do you have about modern porn? Um, uh, again... Um, I'm concerned about the extreme roughness. Um, I'm concerned about the prevalence of roughness, even in mainstream titles, uh, sometimes mm -hmm. with no warning of the content. Um, sure. You know, I'm concerned about onset conditions. And, um, you know, that definitely, I do have a lot of concerns. And um, other than that, also, um, 
you know, I, I would love to, it seemed like we had almost like a renaissance. Um, when I think about the work of everyone from, you know, Candida Royale, uh, you know, to mm -hmm. even some of the male directors like Michael Nin, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it seemed like for a while they were really producing these just almost like masterpieces of adult, you know, and I know yeah. that that is returning. You know, I know that you do see some very, like with the productions of Angie Roundtree and Shua and all the mm -hmm. people that we've mentioned, and of course with uh, Caden Cross, you know, with uh, Deeper, you, mm -hmm. you know, and Vixen. Uh, but, sure. um, you know, I realize that that is returning, um, you know, but sure. uh, because to me, uh, that's what's sexy. You know, to me, it's not just about seeing a bunch of uh, bodies, you know, kind of going at each other. Uh, to me, right. it's more like the style and the glamour that I really yeah. like. Mm -hmm. I agree. It would be nice to yes. see. It would definitely be nice to see. How do you hope to build more yes. of a network among women in porn? Well, you know, to me, it's something that I'm very excited about. And it's just like I was discussing on the phone with Angie Roundtree the other day. Um, it's almost like we're building a fortress, uh, you know, in terms of when I see more and more women um, that are getting active. And also uh, when, from a personal standpoint, when I'm able to when I see collaborations being formed and when I can say, okay, you know, I have a friend who is really interested in writing. Um, she should get hooked up mm -hmm. with this director. Or I have a friend who, you know, has a concern. I should get her hooked up with someone who will listen, you know, to that concern. And, you know, I can tell that with the directors that I've talked to, uh, with the actresses and the, mm -hmm. uh, the writers and the content creators, we are just film, we're forming more of a network. And I can mm -hmm. just see our strength rising in numbers. And for me, I would love to see, I mean, I know that Angie has ethical porn. Um, you know, I definitely want to do more work in that area. Also, I would love to bring back Feminist for Free Expression, uh, the Pink Ladies. Mm. I know that uh, Hyapatia, she sent me an honorary Pink Ladies button online. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just more advocacy and uh, just more of a network. I mean, I love it when, um, like, my friend Holly uh, you know, who does the parties by Bella's, uh, you know, she was oh, looking okay. for mm -hmm. some models to do, um, you know, uh, documentaries about. And so I got her on an mm -hmm. email chain, uh, you know, with uh, Lily and Coraline. And I'm like, hey, sister friends, come here, circle, you know. And I'm <laughs> like, uh, Holly, needs, uh, Holly needs some talent. Uh, you know, uh, to showcase in her new documentary series. And uh, so immediately, Lily and Corlin are like, yes, we'd love to participate, you know. And so yeah, for me, those it's two, about partnerships. Those two and, are, those two definitely, those two, sorry, those two, we seem to have a delay. Those two, those two definitely uh, uh, are, are doers big time. 
Coraline yes. and Lily. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And absolutely. And delightful. And uh, yeah, you know, yes. and uh, we're referring, like, if I am talking to, like, you know, Rebecca Vanguard or Avery Jane, you know, uh, just about making it, or Lilith, you know, like just about making connections, making things happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this lady who's doing this. And I was like, you know, to me, it's a network. And also, when I posted on my feminist mm-hmm. expert Twitter, um, you know, about what, during award season when Angie got a mm-hmm. big Xbiz nomination and Belicia House, yep. of course, fantastic Jackie St. James, they were getting all of these mm-hmm. nominations. And Afterglow, yep. you know, was getting nominations for, and also foreplay mm-hmm. films, Inca Winters, you know. All of these women, mm-hmm. you know, scoring big nominations, you know, for these sites. And I just printed in Blush Erotica, you know, Stacy Lyle. And so I just yep. did a list of that in one tweet. And I said, the sisterhood is strong. And uh, Fantastic. to me, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You sound like, you sound like the, uh, you, you definitely sound like the ringleader there. Oh, thank you. Uh, I will be honored, honored to think so. I tell you, uh, that's why I'm here. And uh, yes, uh, that's what I try, uh, you know, just to uh, bring everybody together, you know, and uh, uh, there's always strength in numbers. And Mm -hmm. so, yes, as I always say too, the revolution is live. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. So, so tell us about some of your other non-adult projects. Yes. Uh, well, you know, I do um, uh, quite a bit of journalism. Um, you know, I do mm-hmm. quite a bit of journalistic writing. I do a lot of uh, feminist advocacy. Um, I've mm-hmm. also been a columnist for uh, Legendary Women uh, magazine, mm-hmm. and I'm the co-host of the Lavender Ladies podcast uh, with my friend ah. uh, Margaret Bates. And uh, okay. so, yes, uh, I do a lot of uh, feminist advocates of advocacy, especially on behalf of, uh, you know, rape and domestic violence violence uh, survivors it's awesome and you know i I write about issues um you know i have some uh political causes and i actually got a um certificate of appreciation uh from a statewide uh, domestic violence awareness board and sexual assault board uh, for some of my coverage and uh so yeah yeah i mean i'm very active in journalism advocacy um also marketing Marketing writing, um, you know, I mm-hmm. do quite a bit of like in terms of product descriptions, press releases, you mm-hmm. know, and things like that. And I also um, I write some sweet romance too, um, you know, because oh. I always wanted to write something that my family could read uh, when my parents were still alive that they could read. Yeah, um, you know, with my nephews and nieces, my you know that mm-hmm. I just really felt like um, you know I wanted them to be able to enjoy. Uh, some of my work, you know, and to nice. put it on their uh, brief, you know, put it on their uh, bookcase, you know. So yeah. So you're, uh, yeah, you don't want your family in Indiana reading too much of the uh, hot sticky stuff, I guess, huh? 
uh, no, no. And, and I tell you, it was funny. Um, for Christmas, for Christmas one year, I actually gave my mom um, a copy of a sweet romance book uh, that I had written. And thank God oh. I actually looked at it on Christmas Eve before I wrapped it because there was a title page, you know, that had the title of the book. And then it said, and to read the other titles by Megan Hussey. And then it had all Uh-oh. these naughty books that I had written <laughs> that she Oops. didn't know about. <laughs> and Oops. so thankfully I saw that and I swear yeah, I we just, don't want uh, I, yeah, I just ripped yeah, out we, the title page. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want uh we don't want mom from Indiana having a heart attack. No, <laughs> no, I didn't want to be responsible. <laughs> exactly. So what are your future plans for uh, sexpert.com? Um, well, actually, uh, today um, I got the very kind uh, invitation uh, from Dr. Ava Cadell herself um, to actually participate mm-hmm. in her Loveology University. Um, and Ooh. through my studies there, I will be able to become a certified sex coach and also to teach Loveology, and also maybe Mm -hmm. to do uh, some media, um, you know, for that. And again, you know, what I really want to emphasize through there is also, you know, of course, um, you know, helping women who maybe have trouble with their sexuality uh, because of past mm-hmm. trauma or abuse, mm-hmm. and also in general, just helping women to enjoy in general to uh, not be ashamed, you know, and to enjoy yep. their sexuality more in whatever way they choose, you know, if they want to write, mm-hmm. if they want to perform, or if they just want to enjoy a good porno, you know, that, um, and yeah. also I want to give them lots of, uh, I'm actually working on a directory of fem porn, you know, to let ladies know about these titles. And so I figure that I also That's might great. have a course eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so she's very kindly invited me to come aboard and uh, I'm honored. Wow. And so, yes, yeah, so that, that's yeah. exclusive because I, I just found out a few hours ago that I'd be doing this. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, congratulations. So, so how can people find you? How can people find you online? Yes. Well, uh, you can see my work at sexpert.com. Uh, you can see my work mm. at sssh.com. Um, you know, you can, uh, I have a website for my erotic writing. Now my titles are available on Amazon. You can also okay. find me at http colon double slash golden muse.tripod.com um and uh, also most of my titles these days are available through satin romance which is a division of milan uh, or melange uh, publications and then of course Mm -hmm. also i have some uh, you know i have some filmed uh well you know the works that I have written the screenplays for at Blush Mm -hmm. Erotica. And I'm also going to be doing some erotic writing for their site as well, because they have a whole page, you know, for erotic writing. Fabulous. Well, Megan, uh, I'd really like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk. And I hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity, Bruce. It's been a pleasure. 
Thank you. The pleasure was all mine. My broker tip today is part seven of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Let's talk about some of the factors that influence the sale price of a website. Number one is always profit. It will be a multiple of the profit, and that multiple is based on whether the profit is trending up or trending down and how fast it's trending up or down. I've seen valuations of as much as five times, although that's very rare. Normally, it's in the two and a half to four times area. I've also seen valuations of one time if the profit is taking a nosedive. If a site hasn't been monetized, then it's all about the amount and the quality of the traffic. If a sale is based on traffic, it will be a multiple of what the traffic would sell for on the open market. What are the sources of traffic? Direct traffic, search engine traffic, and review traffic are the most valuable. Tube traffic, the least valuable. Is the traffic reliable and sustainable? What is the traffic history? In a rare case, the valuation will be based upon revenue. The same factors apply to that as to profit, and the valuations will of course be lower than those of profits. How old is the website? Is the website a .com or something else? .com is still king. How many inbound links are there? How much staff does it take to run the site? How many email addresses do you have? In the case of a dating site, this is very important. Another factor can be the reverse engineering cost. How much would it cost to build the site from scratch and drive the same amount of traffic to it and how much time would be involved? What's the lifetime value of a customer on the site? Next week, how to buy a website. And next week we'll be speaking with therapist team Stephanie and Fox of Evolve Your Intimacy. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Megan Hussey. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.